Hello, good morning. Welcome to another episode of the Daily. It is a brand new week. This episode finds you on the seventh of June, Monday. And however you may be feeling this morning as you rise, it's my prayer that as you tune your heart to God, His presence, and His words through a podcast like this, that you would experience a kind of abiding peace, this tranquility of the soul upon your heart. For all that you have to face and do, that your heart and mind will be rooted and grounded in God's peace, His shalom, and His delight over you. Consider that this morning as you rise, that God's delight, His favor, His joy, His countenance is upon you. What a beautiful thought to begin our day. So with all that being said, let us begin the podcast. Let me begin this morning by reading you a passage of scripture from Psalm 139. It says this in God's word from verse 23. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties. And see if there's any wicked way in me and lead me in a way everlasting. What a beautiful passage of scripture that many of us are familiar with. But it's important for us to read it in its context. Psalm 139 is this beautiful passage of scripture. And in this passage of scripture, we see a kind of pattern or approach to prayer that we ought to adopt. Psalm 139 begins with David just declaring God's goodness and character and how he hopes in God. It begins with him professing that God knows his sitting down and rising up and understands his thoughts and comprehends his path and is acquainted with all his ways. And then he moves on to trust. In verse 7, David professes, Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. Verse 13 is this phrase, uh, this verse that we love to pray uh, for newborns. Uh, verse 13, for you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. But verse 19 to 22 is curious. We don't often quote uh, this set of verses whenever we reference Psalm 139. It starts off this way in verse 19. Oh, that you would slay the wicked, O God. Depart from me, therefore, you bloodthirsty man, for they speak against you wickedly. Your enemies take your name in vain. Do I not hate them, O Lord, who hate you? And do I not loathe those who rise up against you? I hate them with perfect hatred. I count them my enemies. And then he moves down to verse 23, where he cries out to God, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties. Now, verse 19 and verse 22, David expresses this kind of raw, brutal honesty with God that many of us dare to even consider. But this was David's prayer life. It had a kind of oscillation from recognition of God's character, thanksgiving and trust, and brutal honesty with God. I wonder how many of us would view honesty as a core central key element in our prayer life. Being honest to God about how we feel, how we're tempted, how we're struggling. Consider as well Psalm 88, written by one of the sons of Korah, and he writes this towards the end of Psalm 88. 
Your wrath has swept over me. Your terrors have destroyed me. All day long, they surround me like a flood. They have completely engulfed me. You have taken from me friend and neighbor. Darkness is my closest friend. Now, it will do us good to remember that the Psalms serve as liturgy, as prayer, as songs to God. I wonder how many of us would even consider praying a prayer that he meant, that the son of Korah wrote. Oh God, darkness is my closest friend. Essentially saying, you have ruined my life, oh God. Now darkness is my closest friend. Many of us would have an image of God sitting in the heavens, throwing a thunderbolt at us. What blasphemy, what irreverence. But yet, as we know from Paul's writing, 1 Timothy 3, that this words that we've just read is God-breathed. Psalm 88 was inspired by the Spirit of God. In the language of 1 Timothy 3, it was God-breathed. God's Spirit breathed out Psalms 88 through He-Man's suffering, personality and poetry onto the pages of the Bible for thousands and thousands of people all through history to pray and worship God like that. It's as though God is saying to us, that is how you pray. What does this mean? That means that God isn't scared of honesty in prayer. I will even go further to say that there can be no intimacy in prayer without honesty. For many of us, we approach prayer with this idea that we need to be prim and proper, we need to say the right words all the time. We approach it with a kind of somberness in heart. And I'm not um, you know, saying that we should be irreverent in the way we pray, but we should recognize that in prayer, God wants to commune with us. He wants to meet with us. And we cannot fully be present to God when we are holding back, when we hold back real legitimate pain and feelings we have either toward a situation or toward God himself. That in prayer, it's an invitation to, yes, petition to God, but it's also an invitation for us to bear our hearts before God. And say, God, this is how I'm honestly feeling. Things are terrible and I need you to meet with me. This is how I feel toward you and I need you to help me trust again. Scripture tells us that Jesus speaks, says this about worship, that he desires for worshippers to worship in spirit and in truth. Now that word truth there, if you look it up, does not mean doctrinal nor theological truth. It means to be with nothing hidden. He desires for those who worship him to come to him in God's spirit, but also with nothing hidden to have their hearts fully laid bare before him. That is how we commune with God. And is there any question why David was known in scripture to have such a deep intimacy with God? Scripture tells us that David was called the man after God's own heart. If we read in the Psalms, there is no question. David practiced this honesty in prayer. The Psalms are full of praise and honor, declaring God's goodness and a divine character, but it's also rife with David's honesty about his pain, about his struggle, about his despair, depression, and disillusionment. And God met David in his honesty. You can even say, go as far to say that it was 
David's honesty that paved the way for God to meet him in his pain. Now coming to realize this in recent times has completely revolutionized my prayer life. I used to approach prayer with a kind of model in mind. I just need to do this and that, pray this verse, pray this way, intercede for such and such a situation, and then I move on real quickly. But I've come to approach prayer with a real intention of being honest with God about how I'm feeling about myself, about Him, and about things around me. Remember one occasion where I was still learning how to do so? I was praying, you know, a real typical model prayer. And all of a sudden, my heart just moved into a kind of direction where I just yearned to be honest and bare before God. And I remember yelling during a time of prayer, yelling at God, saying, God, I literally work for you. How can this happen to me? And when I said those words, when those words escaped my mouth, I thought, this is it. I'm going to be killed for speaking that way to God. But to my surprise, I felt God's spirit, His presence, His tenderness in that moment. And I felt safe, I felt secure, and I could hope again. I could trust again as I felt God's love wrap around me. That's what honesty does. To be fair, I'm not talking about a kind of carelessness, nor irreverence to God, but a kind of honesty that you would expect from a close friend, from a family member. You would desire for them to be honest about how they're feeling because you care, because you want to know, because you want to be there for them. And God desires for us to be honest with Him because He too yearns to be close to us, with us even as we struggle. And so with that in mind this morning, as we consider the words of scripture and how prayer has been modeled to us, for us through the Psalms, let us spend a few moments to pray, to come to God, yes, with petitions, with requests, with praying the scriptures, declaring his nature, his good character, who he is to us and to the world. But also, let's practice coming to God with honesty, knowing that it is a central part of our prayer life, but it's also a, not only that, it's a central part of what it means to have an active relationship with God in the mercy and communion. Really begins with this posture of honesty, of having our hearts laid bare before God. And so let's spend a few moments doing so. I invite you right now to just ready your hearts to pray to God. You know, there might be just stuff that you feel heavy on your heart already. Might be stuff that you've been battling with for a while now. Things that you are contending for, aspects of faith that you struggle with, doubts you have about God. There is an invitation this morning to come to God with our hearts laid bare in honesty, with confidence that His Spirit will meet with us when we choose to do so. So wherever you're at this morning with your hearts inclined toward God, let's shed aside the so-called proper decorum when it comes to prayer this morning and come to God with all of our burdens, our cares, our struggles, our doubts in full and complete honesty as we pray. 
Let's spend a few moments doing so. Awesome. I hope that that time was powerful even as you came to God in maybe a different form of prayer than you're used to. Thank you so much for tuning in to yet another episode of Daily. Have a great day ahead. Grace and peace. Hey, Pastor Andre here. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of The Daily. If you like what you're hearing and you want to check us out, you can look us up on Facebook or Instagram or check out our website www.thecity.sg for more information. Have a great day ahead. Grace and peace.